Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Motor Mouse, thanks for calling. No, don't call back either. Don't call back. Don't call back. Motor Mouse, great idea. Not, talk to you later. Motor this is what he does. This is how he no, gets the callers that didn't for the work show. In racing or in the like, soapbox. When I heard the idea, I thought it was a joke. He really is going to talk to the fans. Yeah, well, yes. you are too. Rutledge loves playing. Yes. No. Don't call. Thank you. Is that my Bye. mom? Motor Mouse. It's my mom. Motor Mouse. Let's get the show yeah, started. I'm ready. Steve Latart's here. Motor Mouse. Quit hanging up on him. Yes. Thanks for calling. To the show, this is NASCAR America Motor Mouse, and that is the glorious asphalt at Atlanta Motor Speedway, my favorite track on the circuit. Racing is going to be there this weekend. It's going to be awesome. I'll be there. I hope you will be too. This show is totally fun. It's all about you guys. Steve Latart is here, Kyle Petty. It's going to be awesome. And we want you to call us. So here's the phone number. It's really easy. It's 1-844-NASCAR-NBC. You can use those letters alphanumerically, especially if you used to page people back in the day. Uh, like I did. You, I bet you had a pager, didn't you? We're no. the same age. I didn't have a, you didn't have a beeper? I have not heard no. alphanumerically oh, in a long really? time. What a send, great word. You'd send like a you'd send a text code. You didn't have that? Mine was 788 because that's rut, R-U-T. Oh. No? I'm the only no. one? No. I guess you're the only well, one. Well, that's cool. I, guess I, I'm just I had a bag phone. I didn't have I, a I was told not to hang out with people. I bet you did have a bag phone. Yeah, people with pagers were suspect. Not nice people. So we want to know what's the one question that you want answered this week? It could be about uh, Daytona. It could be about Atlanta. We've been talking a whole lot as we're getting ready for the show, kind of about the stuff that's, that's come out this week and about different drivers' opinions and what people said. And I, I can tell you, seeing these two guys fired up as we were waiting to get on air is always a great thing. I always get really excited about that. Uh, right off the top, though, if you're going to the race, Atlanta Motor Speedway, two places you need to hit up, Katie Lou's Cafe, that's in Sonoy, it's my parents' place, and Partners Pizza, there's like seven locations, you're going to love it. Get a little taste I'm of glad Atlanta. You, you gave the disclaimer there for uh, Katie Lou's. Oh, that yeah. was good. Kyle, it's Kyle's favorite restaurant. Yes, it is. It's uh, we are going to, are you guys ready to take a call? Let's take a call. Now, I know on Monday, when you were, you were in this seat Monday. <laughs> I was. So I just want you to know, here's what we do. We tell people, like, what's the biggest question you want answered this weekend in Atlanta? It could be, um, you know, it could be what do you think is going to happen? Will Denny Hamlin just go on a tear? Whatever it is, what's the one question you want answered this weekend? Then we're going to take the call, and hopefully Kyle will not shout this week. (laughs) Sorry if you got (laughs) shouted at last week. Also, just so you know, there was a few people who were confused on how this works. So if you call in any panel show, it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone on this end may or may not agree with you. 
A couple of you on Twitter. I'm glad you said that because I was a little worried. There was a gray area for a couple of people on Twitter who said Kyle didn't like anyone's ideas. And I thought, well, to be fair, he did say that's an interesting. interesting. I had not thought of that. Interesting. It just wouldn't work. That's okay. Also, one of the greatest running jokes that we have at this network is that sometimes when Steve is on air in the booth, people are tweeting Kyle saying not so nice things. I I can't believe you said that. But turns out it was actually Steve. I don't know what you're talking about. It's always Kyle. So I think today what we hope is that we're going to put this myth aside and, yeah. and find out that it turns out you guys are in the same place. So, yes. Um, let's talk Atlanta. Okay. What do you think about Atlanta Motor Speedway? I like it. Yeah. I mean, like, could you expand <laughs> on that? I know you like look, it. I am looking forward to it. I, I, I always look forward to once we leave the restrictor plate. Yeah. Once we get in, this is what the season is. And, and with this package, you're not going to tell – what we see at Atlanta is not what we're going to see by the time we get to California, not what we're going to see by the time we get to Charlotte and May. I mean, it's going to evolve. Everything's going to – but this is where the teams who have worked all winter long, who have worked on this package, who have tested, who have done everything, this is their first opportunity to really say, okay, this is where we're at. Last year, I think we left Daytona and thought, oh, was Daytona a fluke for the Fords? You know, surely they won't run like that at Atlanta. They went to Atlanta. They picked up right where they left off at Daytona. So my question this year is – we saw a lot of speed out of the Camaros, a lot of speed out of the Chevys, a lot of expectations last year for the Chevys. I'm, I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to me see, to see where the Hendrick organization and where the Chevys themselves sure. uh, unload when we get to Atlanta. As a crew chief, what are you thinking for Atlanta? I just want to see the racing. I've, yeah. I've heard so much about the new rules yeah. and the new this, and we see the cars that run at Las Vegas, two and three wide. Atlanta is going to be very different, but I'm yes. just ready. No offense. Enough talking. <laughs> I'm ready to see cars on racetrack. And it really starts on Friday, yeah. truth be known, is I think group qualifying could be fascinating. Yeah. Are they going to sure. draft? Are they not? Practice is going to be fascinating. Do the go out in packs? I mean, I think this is more of an unknown than any race we have seen in perhaps a decade, yeah. right? This is completely different. And I'll be honest. I think what we're going to learn this weekend is Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not even sure that's oh. going to translate to Las it's Vegas. Sure. But what I know it's going to be Agreed. is some great side-by-side racing, and I'm ready to watch some cars yeah. on track. And 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 the the trick, and you're throwing so much into Atlanta, and then Atlanta is it'll is a place unto itself. It's slick, it's worn out. You can run up next to the wall. We saw Kevin Harvick wear out that inside line last year. Never get up off the off the bottom. So it's one of those places where. I think a driver can make his own way. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. You, you can find that place where your car is really good. Junior used to be really good about finding that place. Sure. Larson's good about finding that place. Stenhouse is good about finding. You're going to have to move around, and it's going to be interesting to see how they move around. It'll be cool. And and I love that they're doing the doubleheader on Saturday with Trucks. Great call. Yes. That's always Great a good call. time. Great. That is uh, are we going to go to Carl? Is that right? Is it time to talk to Carl in Akron? Oh, I can't wait. Carl, what's your question, buddy? What's going on, buddy? Real quick, before I, I was on a show of NASCAR Smarts with you both at MIS, Michigan International yes, Speedway. Yes, man. That's what a time that was. Woo. You're the man, Carl. Nice That's to hear good, from dude. you, buddy. All righty. Here's my question. Now, yes, J.D. Gibbs, that was an emotional win for Joe Gibbs Motorsports. But do you really feel with that interview that Kyle was really happy with the situation? Yes, he's he's with the team, and I know he's with J.G., but just to look at him and how things went, do you really feel that he was really content with how that went down? That's a great question. Is Kyle Busch content with that finish in second place in the 500? No, but there's 39 other guys that aren't content with Daytona either. They went there to win a race, and they didn't win a race. That's how simple it is. So 
is he happy for Joe Gibbs? Is he happy for that family? Is he happy for the organization? Yes. But content? No. He's not content, Carl. Not content. An A-plus interview. I mean, yeah. he was that close to winning the Daytona 500. Yeah. Um, I went through the audio. We discussed it on Monday. It was his choice. Yep. Whether they played the teammate game or not, Kyle Busch said, yep, that's what we're going to do. We have no idea what the motivation was, yep. whether it was to help Denny win, whether it was best chance to have Logano behind him. It doesn't matter. I'm thankful he wasn't content. And I don't think he said he was content yeah. in the interview. Yeah. I think he did a nice job of explaining the size of the moment. But sure. he also let me know that he yeah. wants to win the Daytona 500. I mean, that's Kyle Busch. We love him. Thanks he, for calling, Carl. Yeah, NASCAR Smarts alumni. Man, I, I feel smarter already. Right? Wasn't well, that cool? Yeah. Do, you think, do you think Kyle would do it any differently? I don't care. We need another call. All right. Well. <laughs> I think the moment I, I mean I think team orders like in a moment like that is is tough but there weren't team not orders, team orders. Team orders. Right. Right. there was an option there was okay it wasn't team order yep. Joe Gibbs didn't say or or Arpin or nobody at Joe Gibbs it was yep. Adam Stevens said Kyle we have two options yes we either line up on the front row let Denny pick his lane and race him for the 500 or we go with option B, which we've done all day you want A you or you want B or you can do this Kyle they decided and that's why I like the interview because that was Kyle arguing with himself in yeah. his own brain. He wasn't yeah. mad at anyone sure. other than perhaps himself. But in the end, listen, he, he's, a, he's a winner. He's won a lot of yeah. stuff. I'm glad yeah, he made exactly. the choice. And I dug that he was honest about yes. it because he said, look, that was my thing. Uh, all right, next up we got Rex uh, in Las Vegas with a question about Martin Trex. Rex, what you got? What I got is, is, Mar is Martin, is he going to win in Atlanta or is he going to be a failure in Atlanta? Mm, Listen, question. dude, you're in Vegas. You tell me. What's the odds? Oh, that's a, that is a great question. If we get a little inside track on the bet. I know. Uh, maybe well, right, work right, right now, the odds haven't come out yet. But I'm willing to bet 10 to 1 Truex fails in mm. Atlanta, even though even though I'm a fan of, I mean, I mean he's my guy. Well, Rex, that's a that's a that's a, that's great a good question. job. He's your guy, and you're pulling against him. Way to go, Rex! Now, let's good talk, job, right, there, let's, I'm, I'm going against him right now. I, I know Kevin you're Harvick. killing me, dude. You just told me I he know. was your man, and now you're pulling against him, Rex. So look, but I actually think Kevin Harvick will probably. Uh, Rex, we lost you, man. I think, I'm sorry. I, think I didn't cut you off. I swear. My I hands were on the table. I did not cut true. you off, Rex. So, Thanks so for calling, Rex. having four straight top tens, I think, in, in Atlanta, do you think – I guess at the core of that question is how soon before Truex's team finds success so, – so there are going to be growing pains. Moving yes. into Joe Gibbs Racing is not going to be as easy as being by yourself out in Colorado. Um, he said it before we lost Rex, you know, Kevin Harvick, oh, by the way, has led the most laps in the last five. I don't really <laughs> care what the rules are. Yeah. Until that doesn't happen will yeah. be the first time I bet against. Um, but failure was a great – like, what's failure? failure. Second I, failure? Yeah, I don't know. failure? Mm. I need a definition on failure from our man Rex. Do I think that Martin Truex is going to win? No. I'm not even going to have him in my fantasy lineup. I don't think he's going to yeah. even be that good. Wow, I need a jacket. Nate, can I borrow your jacket? It just got cold, cold in, in here. here. Nate Ryan's blazer is just offset here. He's going to be joining us a little bit later. So you really think it, it – how long do you, then do you think before Truex gets back to victory lane with that team? Um, no, look, I expect him to still win, but it wouldn't surprise me if it takes eight or ten weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot different working inside the mothership than being out in Colorado, taking what they have to work on, and then trying to make it better. Mm. I think there's some politics involved to it. And to be honest – um, forget the Joe Gibbs racing side, just the season. Yeah. This is going to be totally different. And um, and I think, like we said at the top of the show, Vegas is different than, uh, yeah. different than Atlanta, different than Phoenix. 
it's going to be a moving target. Yeah. Growing pains, how long? I don't know. I don't because I said it last year. We, you've taken, and using the Colorado analogy, these guys have been gunslingers. They've shot from the hip. Now they're in an organization that is buttoned up, that has a way of doing things, that has certain ways and certain methods of doing things. Can Cole Pern conform to that way of doing it? Can Martin Truex conform to the way they do it? in that environment. I know they've been a part of it, but it's been a satellite part of it. Sure. It's been, yeah, we're going to call in from Colorado. Now you're in that office, so it'll be interesting. How about win or lose turn into win or fail? That's, 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 that's tough. tough. That's Rex. tough, Rex. Rex, there's no, uh, listen, no participation awards in Rex's world. <laughs> I like that. Nope. Well, it's, I think we call that tough love. Yeah, tough right? love. He, tough said, love. he said it's my driver. <laughs> but one He's my man. Well, I'm not pulling for it. He's going to fail. It's going to take a little time. Uh, coming up, you've probably heard a fishtail. But not one like this. Denny Hamlin shares what he made. A visit to my basement. Y'all do not want to miss that. Plus, how did Hamlin's Daytona 500 win sound around the world? We got the best global calls from Sunday. And more of your calls throughout the show. We're going to take your calls after the commercial bake right here on Motormouths. You're actually calling Michael Jordan. Yeah. What the I'm going to just blame it on y'all. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I wasn't prepared Or maybe for this if the answer is like hang up real quick. my life. MJ or LeBron. No Stop it. <laughs> Who are you going to trust for the final shot? Oh, my God. What's up? That's Michael Jordan. Congratulations. So, thank you, man. All right, so here's the deal. I'm on part of my take on Barstool. And we're talking about you and how good of a friend you've been to me my entire career. So uh, I just want to say thank you. I and, love you. I love you, Michael Jordan. here love you. So <laughs> That's all I want to say. Hey, man, I'm proud of you, man. We're to bounce back after a tough year last year. started off right, so I expect at least five wins this year. That, that's the number for me. I put out there five, five and a half five was, five. was the over-under. So. Are you the GOAT? You got it, my brother. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, See you. I love you. Go, I love you. Love. I really do love you. That's pretty cool. So listen, what, you know what, what I learned right there? Michael Jordan or Barry White? Hey, so, so listen, well, you know what I learned right there? Be careful who you call because he was like, hey, I know Michael Jordan. I'm going to call yeah. Michael. Michael's like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Five wins, right? I mean, that was good. You won it all last week, but instantly he, he just went right <laughs> like, to yeah, it. Yeah, he, he went, went like, to it. in case you wonder, I got a bunch of rings. You want a race? I'm expecting yeah. five. I like that. I, I mean, it's, it's that's good stuff. To, that is good stuff. The funny thing is in a moment like that, especially if you're going to be on the bar stool and do their podcast. Also, like what if MJ doesn't pick up? Did that then they're going to oh. rag on you because you probably just yeah, called like yeah. your friend Chuck. Yeah. You've called your friend Tony, whoever that's it is. True. That's a harder thing than, than people realize that's to, true. to pivot there. I will say, though, though, listen, I will say the, that, uh, you know, Danny, I think, has been a great Daytona 500 champion so far doing all the media tour. Yes. But, uh, you know. Even Michael said it. Last year, he went winless. Yeah. I think we all forgot very quickly how miserable last year was for Denny Hamlin. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, a big bounce back win. If you're going to do it, uh, that's the, the one The Daytona 500 will make you forget a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know it will. Oh, yeah. About a we decade of my career. Yeah, Maybe you know that, man. About a decade of my career. Forget a lot of fast stuff. That's for a whole other show. Uh, when kids ask me about how to get in the sport, I remind them that you started pushing a broom at 16. I'm going to tell you. Look at him now. He's just wearing a plaid shirt. <laughs> this is my Wednesday. Uh, motor yes. We are going to get to that Denny Hamlin fish story, which I promise you, you are not going to want to miss. Not believe it. Coming up a little bit later, but right now we're going back to the phones. We've got Chuck on the line from Maine. 
Chuck, you had a great question about uh, Joey Logano. What's your question? I did. Um, I just want to let you know I've been a NASCAR fan for 31 years. I don't think I've missed one race ever between Loudon and on TV. And with that, I'd just like to know how come NASCAR does nothing? I mean, in the last couple of years, uh, Joy Logano has dumped every one of Joe Gibbs' drivers, and some of them multiple times. And three years ago at Homestead, after Kyle Edwards had been dominating that whole race, 10 laps to go, Joy Logano takes him out. If it hadn't been for that, guaranteed Kyle Edwards would have won the championship that year. And NASCAR does nothing to him. Why? So, so first, let me say, Chuck, that voice is a sound for sore yeah, ears. I mean, I'm coming. a fellow Mainer. I'm from Maine. It sounded great. <laughs> but I think my question is, I'm not sure what you want NASCAR to do. Yeah. I understand your concern on how he's racing his other guys, but I'm a big fan of leaving it on the racetrack. So you feel NASCAR should get involved with how Joey Logano is racing his competitors? Yeah, because he's dirty. He's the dirtiest one out there. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what more can I say? And I bet a lot of people agree with me. Something ought to be done. He's all smiles when he's on camera. He gets him behind that wheel, and he's dirty. And I just don't understand. I mean, I, I mean, how many times has he dumped Joe Gibbs' cars? I think Joe Gibbs would be a little upset with him, too. Yeah, and but let's hey, be honest. I just, say, I just want to say thank you, Michael McDowell, for not pushing him to the win that they told him. Let's just say this, Let's just say What's it? Chuck, let me just say this. Joe Gibbs dumped Joey Logano first. So whatever Joey Logano does now, maybe, I don't know. I'm just adding some fuel here. Thanks for calling, man. Oh, Chuck. Hey, guys, this has been a great. fun show. I'm going to go back to my Monday show. It's less <laughs> controversial. So different. I'm sorry, dude. All the right. fact that Kyle can go so deep, so deep. <laughs> what? Joe Gibbs dumped, dumped him Joe first. first. That's right. Gosh, he used the word dumped. I don't I like do. using that but word. But listen, how about like my man Chuck? What did my man Chuck say? Hasn't missed a race. Hasn't yeah. missed a race. Chuck, Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much, I hope man. we see you at Loudon. Yes, please come by wagons. and see us. Please. Oh, yeah. Down by the fence. When when people, when I first started uh, traveling with this sport, people would ask me, are NASCAR fans different place to place? I was like, yeah, I mean, like a little bit in the South. They're like, oh, you know, if you're throwing a T-shirt out, they're like, I'll get one next time. And in New Hampshire, they yell like, I'll be waiting for you in the pocket lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for real. Uh, but he did bring Michael McDowell, who is going to be calling into yes. the show a little bit later. Do you, do you, I mean, to me, you don't I don't even know where to follow. No, because I don't really, I don't vibe with that at all because I don't, I okay, don't see Joe as someone that just stop, stop, stop. Here, here's, the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Here's a guy from, from Maine who, who watches racing religiously and is, and, passionate. And is passionate about the sport. I love that. But at the same time, the guys who watched Dale Earnhardt Sr. and were passionate pulled for him. Right. Okay? You didn't hear these phone calls. You wouldn't have gotten these phone calls. It's a different oh, I don't time. know now. When I was on the 2014, yeah, I mean, that's those guys that were passionate yeah, about Dale Earnhardt yeah. Sr., they weren't cheering us on. Yeah. No, so let's be clear. They, they thought Jeff Gordon was a dirty driver. They thought Jeff was. That's, that's my point. That's good. So, oh, what yeah. I, what I, so my point is, my point's exactly that. If he's your guy, yeah. he's good. I like, he's good. I like he's it. just not Chuck's guy. He's just right. not Chuck's guy. Sure. It's, it's what it boils down to. And and look, we've all that's what makes NASCAR fans so great. There's 40 guys out there, man. Pick you one. And, and be that, passionate and that's about it. Show is. And I like that Chuck's Call passionate about it. That's it. You know what? Let's take another call. We've got Donald on the line from New York uh, with a thought on Byron. Go ahead, Donald. Oh, yeah. My question is, uh, how well do you think William Byron's going to do at Atlanta and your predictions for the rest of the season? That's a great question, man. We're glad you called in. What do you yeah. think? Atlanta, you showed at the top of the show. Bumpy track, 
tough asphalt does not shine a light well on rookies, even sophomore yeah. drivers, young drivers in general. I think that William Byron is going to have a great year. I think Chad Knauss is going to help him a little bit. I, I've said it vocally that he that, – that I've been very outspoken about that he came to cup too quick. So I think every year – he reminds me a little of Joey Logano. He's sure. only going to get better. Wait a minute, you think he came too quick? I do. I think he needed yeah. more time in Xfinity. That's my two cents on it. So I think he's going to have a great year, but a tough Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think you can come quick enough to cup. Um, and, and this day and time, with, with where these guys are, and, and I, I applaud Rick Hendrick for putting for bringing him that quick. He had already done well in the trucks, already done. Why, why just stay and waste another year? Go ahead and start learning. And I think that's, that's his last year will pay off huge dividends this year because I think he's got a solid year under his belt. He's got Chad Canals. He's got an organization now or got that group around him that can lead him. I think he's going to have a good year this you year. You said he was going to argue with the callers. You didn't say he was going to disagree yeah, with I'm me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I Bonus. Know. No, actually, actually you I'm know, sorry. it's funny because we disagree with last year, but both agree it's going to be a good year. So yeah. we're gonna, yeah. That's, that's true. Thing. And yeah. we did ask for your calls about Atlanta. Uh, Steve is on the line with a great question about Atlanta. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, let me say right from the beginning, I'm a, a Kurt Bush fan, but – Okay, we're hanging up right now. We're hanging up. No, just kidding, man. Just kidding. Just kidding, man. Just kidding. So, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson is supposedly a downforce driver, wins when downforce cars, and we're coming into downforce cars again. Is he going to win? Mm. I have concern about Jimmy Johnson. Obviously, I work there. I've seen him. And every driver, Kyle, you can help me with this, has their thing. Jeff Gordon drove with his right hand. He wanted to feel the car on the steering wheel. Jimmy Johnson drives with his right foot. He's so good at Dover because as the car frees up, he rotates the car with the throttle. I have concern the less power is going to hurt Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. We'll see if he can prove us wrong or me wrong. Yeah, I, I think Jimmy Johnson can still win races. Oh, yeah, no but, doubt. And, and no there's doubt. no doubt in that, man, no doubt. Uh, can Jimmy Johnson still contend for championships? I'm not sure. I think that we've seen the age kind of come down where it's 42, 43, 44, where it used to be with Earnhardt and my dad and Pearson and those guys, it was 50, 51, 52. There's a bunch of 12-year-olds out there that are going to be in this sport in the next two or three years. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't think he can – he can win races, and I'm not sure – no matter what he's driving, I don't, I don't care how he drives. But don't sleep on his new crew chief, Kevin Mendering. Yeah. I'm obviously partial. He was an yes. engineer for yes. me for years. You talk about running a broom, mad broom skills in the chassis shop at Hendrick Motorsports way back in the day. But I think he is a brilliant up-and-comer. Yes. And I think Chad Knauss has kind of set the stage of, of what is expected out of Jimmy. I think Jimmy now knows that. He's looking for something different on the pit box. I think he's get to get that yeah. with Kevin Mendering. Big deal. It's going to be a big year for him for sure. You know, we told you about Denny Hamlin in the fish story, you need to check it out when he stopped by my basement. Take a look. We could go back to the, the bad date, uh-huh. but I had a, a, a ex-girlfriend get really, really mad at me and put nair hair removal in my shampoo bottle. She was crazy. Wow. Now that's a that's like bad date. She put team. dead fish underneath my mattress, so when they thawed, it uh, totally reeked out my apartment. It was awful. She opened up milk cartons and put them behind my headboard. So the smell of my apartment was awful. This is heavy, heavy yeah. stuff. Maybe that should have been my worst date ever. Yeah, that's what you could be like, yeah, the worst six months of my life. Only my close friends know that story, but they all know it. How, how long did you date this person? Well, uh, I dated her for probably uh, three or four weeks. That's it? Yeah. Three or four weeks got you fish I went racing, under your mattress. I went racing, came back, and I, I, I got in bed, and I noticed just something didn't smell right. Like, it wasn't 
crazy. Well, when I woke up, I it was gag city because all the fish had melt had thawed. She went to the store, got you know frozen fish, put them under the mattress, ruined my mattress. I never lived in that apartment ever again. That was my last night there. Oh, and and by the way, I a friend called me and said, "Don't use your shampoo because she put nair hair removal in your shampoo bottle." Next question. Are you okay? Yeah. Man, I made it through that. That was a traumatizing couch. It was bad. Okay. Just to recap. Old. I need a moment. Old milk behind the headboard. Uh, frozen fish thawed under the mattress. And then Nair in the shampoo. That was one crazy three-week period. I was going to say, life. I think he dated her somewhere between 21 and 28 days too long. Yeah. <laughs> was that unbelievable or what? The fact that Danny Hamlin, please give him props. The fact that he shared that story, number one. Yes. Number two, anytime y'all wonder why my man's you, not married, did, just watch that tape. Did it, did, was he smelling the fish? Or you're wearing the same shirt that you wore in that interview. So I'm just Oh, my asking. gosh, I am. I'm just asking. Boy, I got, I'm got just, lucky I'm on that. I'm just asking. Woo! I'm telling you. <laughs> that happened. Hey, coming up next, we're going to be talking to Michael McDowell. We're going to hear exactly what he thought and taking your calls coming up next. Уникална катастрофа, точно 10 обиколки преди финала. Но и то не е проблемата, Мат Ди Бенедетто и Пол Менардо обръцаем се с пшодо. Сана на Бланка! Ентрамос! Ентрамос! А на ултима вълте на скинията с Дени Хемлин! Але то на Нивиеле ще сдае Дени Хемлин, ема огромно пчеване и таче! Дени Хемлин! Дени Хемлин, ни до мено кай! Пиарай фасик! How cool is that, huh? I didn't I like that last there, time. There's oh, yeah. so much style in all these different languages, yes. but the one thing that comes through is man, people around the world love this sport. Yeah, they felt that passion, they felt yeah. those moments. And there's a person on the phone that was a big part of that. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome Michael McDowell. And Michael, man, what a great day, top five finish. So first off, uh, congrats! What did you know going going down to Daytona that you guys could have that solid of a day coming out of there? Well, you always have high hopes, and uh, and that's the plan when you come down to Daytona. You want to want to kick off the season and, and try to get a win. And um, you know we've had a really strong run on the uh, you know super speedways in the past, so it's definitely a race that front row motorsports and. Yeah, everybody on the 34 loves Charles Stop Ford Mustang. Look at it as an opportunity race, and you know, fortunately for us, we were in the picture and in the mix, and came out of there with the top five. Hey, Michael, Steve Letard here. I just want to talk about that green-white checker. I've been fortunate to work with Jeff Gordon, Dale Jr., and every time they didn't go our way, they always said they kind of relived it in their heads what they would have done differently. So I know there are a ton of opinions, including mine, about those last two laps. But when you go back and watch the video. Are you happy with the moves they made? Would you do something different? I mean, it's always easy on Monday, but what's your opinion now that the race is over? Well, no, watching it, I should have went to the bottom. Um, you know, just just seeing how that would have played out. But, 
you know, in the moment at the split second decision that you have, you know, my car wasn't quite quick enough um, to stay latched onto somebody's bumper. So I was just kind of pushing people a little bit too far ahead of me. And I finally had a run, finally had the momentum and I just didn't want to break the momentum. And as soon as I shot to the outside, it stalled out anyway. So once that happened, I was like, Oh man, I wish I would have just stuck to the bottom. Um, you know, I probably gave up a spot there at the end, but you know, as going forward in the last lap of the Daytona 500 and, um, you know, I wish I, they would let me watch the race prior to the race so that I could figure out what to do, but, uh, that's not the case. And, um, you know, just thankful to come out of there with a top five. Hey, just to be clear, I want a lot more races on yeah. Monday if they would have yeah. just let me redo them. Yeah, so you're not exactly the only right. one. A lot of bad decisions in my life. <laughs> I, I, and I'm, I'll be honest, I showed these guys before we started. I had you in my fantasy league uh, going into Daytona, so you were one of my picks. Thank you very much. You helped me a little bit. Uh, and, All right. And, and I got to say, I was, yeah, but I was armchair quarterbacking because I thought you should have gone to the inside, too. I'm like, bottom, bottom, bottom. <laughs> uh, but that, but that, Daytona's behind us now. What about heading into Atlanta? You guys have a little momentum. You've got a new rule package. This is a different type race. It's our first time with this package. How? What? What are you? What are you looking to or looking forward to going to Atlanta? Well, just the unknown creates that excitement, especially for us. Knowing, you know, conceptually, the hope is that this package will, you know, bring our cars closer together, and that we'll be more two and three wide. And if it's like Daytona, I think that's going to suit us well in the sense that you know those are our best races and so there's a lot of optimism from our camp just knowing that you know this could be an opportunity you know and an opportunity year where um everything's kind of brought together and close the gap of the field and and you might be able to capitalize on those moments and no different than daytona with this package we do believe that if you get a a green white checkered at the end you're going to be two and three wide and, and you know that creates opportunity and so uh, I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, that it'll be exactly like Daytona, and uh, we'll have a great car. <laughs> well, Michael, the, the the best thing about sports is the raw emotion of sports, and we saw a very animated Joey Logano after the Daytona 500. You both drive forwards. You talk about moving towards Atlanta. So I would ask the same thing. I've asked this actually of Joey Logano of some issues he's been in. What is the step moving forward here? A, do you think? His comments and opinion are warranted. And B, is he someone you're going to reach out to maybe down in Atlanta, just have a conversation before you get back on the racetrack? Well, it's just that. It's just heat of the moment. And we all know Joey wants to win the race, and he's a passionate guy, and I, I like that. And, you know, I'm the same way. And so, you know, I don't take any offense to it, and I totally get it. And we were both trying to uh, get the best spots for our teams. And, and absolutely, I, I understand why he's saying, hey, why didn't you go with me? Um, and so it, it definitely makes sense. I already reached out to Joey and, and spoke to him, you know, really Monday after the race. And, um, you know, it's just that it's just heat of the moment and it's all good for me. I, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, it would have been great if we would have got one of those Ford Mustangs in victory lane and, and hopefully, uh, this weekend, uh, we can try to do it again. <laughs> Michael, you're awesome. Thanks for calling Thanks in, for man. Calling, man. The fact that, that you have inches and nanoseconds, it feels I like, know. Yeah. to make a choice like that, but the coolest part for so many fans that have known you and watched you for so many years is you were up there at the front of that race with a shot to win the Daytona 500, and no one can take that away, man. That's awesome. We appreciate you calling. Yeah, man. Thanks. A great run, Michael. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank Good you. luck this Talk weekend, buddy. That's Michael McDowell. He is a man. We're going to take your calls coming up next. Some of the best fans are from Georgia and our YouTube channel. we got an after show coming up, too.
don't know about you, but I'm excited to get the 2019 season started. 101,000 are on their feet. The game drop in Texas. Green, green, green. I wonder what is left to impress the fans. We've seen some amazing tricks tonight. Trouble. Cars begin to slide. Right out of the ballpark. Car will spin a 360. He is up and perfectly executed. The Benedetto is around. A multi-car pileup. I can tell you right now, there's not a lot of cars and teams and drivers left to win. Final lap. Michael Enough throws the block on all guy up. Tries to get inside. Contact! Gano looks low. Hamlin throws the block. Massive air for Charlie Poffin and Gravedigger. Down to the line they come. Michael Annette has won. To the line! It's Webb! Cooper Webb! Get high, get high. Hey, oh yeah. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. Yeah! Yeah! Wow. NASCAR America Motorsports Hour tomorrow is going to be huge. Will Power yes. is going to be here in the house. That's amazing. Krista, AJ, and Parker. Uh, we also have our YouTube show after this, so if you don't get on during the show, we still want to talk to you, so if you're on the line, keep hanging. But let's get back to the phones. Are you ready? Oh, I can't wait. All right, this, yes. this is an interesting. This is the first time we've had this happen, mm. so we're going to take a call from so Steve. It's the second time we've taken calls, though. So <laughs> exactly. Don't <laughs> spoil it. So Steve Not this has Steve. an issue with Chuck from Maine. Steve, what's on your mind, buddy? Well, I just got home this afternoon from Daytona. Mm. I was there for four events. I thought the Thursday and Sunday was great. I don't know what your guys' opinions of it is. And the guy from Maine, he needs to use his head for something besides a hat rack because <laughs> uh, everybody's been picking on Logano since the kid came in, and they need to lay off of him. Kyle Petty said it best. Joe Gibbs was filling that slot machine, and Roger Penske got the payoff. That's and he exactly have right. Two championships, not one. Steve, Matt first Kenseth. off, you're you're awesome. I don't, Thank I don't you wanna, for agreeing with me, Steve. You're I don't my man. Interrupt you, but, but the fact that you went just so I know, what Steve, what do you do for a living? If I can ask, uh, unofficially, oh, un, unfortunately, I am retired. Well, that, Good retired's for you. a great thing. Oh yeah. First off, that's so awesome that you went. <laughs> I'm so glad so. you. You had a good time, buddy. That's that's awesome. Yes. So, yep. in your mind, then, because Steve said the Massachusetts-Maine battle has always gone on. If Chuck had not been from Maine, would you still have been fired up enough to call? Oh, heck yeah. I grew <laughs> yeah up in okay. Born in Mass. I grew up in California. I got almost 30 years on VHS tapes. Recorded oh every race. I like this. There you go, man. Thank you. Oh, that's Thank awesome. you. You're my Steve, man. Thanks for the call. You're I the put man. I've been checked by him. I you love too. it. I yes. love it. You had someone not only call in and agree with and you, agree. but yes. disagree with the previous yes, caller. Yes, I love that. That's a big thing. Uh, all right, let's see. Who is next? That is James from Illinois. James, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, guys, how you doing there? Um, before I ask a question, I got to say something to Kyle up there. Um, I uh, had the opportunity to meet your dad back at Chicagoland Speedway a few years back. Uh, I rooted for him back in the 70s uh, and all that. And uh, I just want to say you and your dad both are real class acts. Thank you, man. So Thank you, sir. My question my question is, is, um, is this new package going to be anything like the good old days when, uh, you know, like especially like the mile and a half where they race bumper to bumper and packs and everything kind of like they do at the uh, super speedways? Or is it going to be uh, what I call like uh, the Greyhound races, chase the rabbit, follow the leader, stuff like that, you know? 
James, great question. So, I, listen, I'll back. take this. I think basically this new package is going to be must-see TV because I think it's going to be very different at every yeah. track. I think Vegas is going to be very different than Atlanta, very different than Charlotte. Um, do I feel it's going to be packed up where nobody has advantage? No. I think a good car and a good driver still has an advantage. That's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. But I also feel that a Michael McDowell, who we just spoke to, when they hit it on the right day, I think the leader's going to have less of an advantage. Yeah. I think that's the whole idea, right, KP? Yeah, just we less. just don't want the leader out running. I mean, the leader yeah. should be have the best advantage, the cleanest air, but the guy second, third might have a little draft. And, and here's the thing. This package is just – it's a change in how we're going to see the sport. It's a change in hopefully what you guys are going to see. It's a change in what the drivers are going to feel, what they're going to see, and how the teams race. Is it a positive change? We all in the industry believe it's a positive change. We believe in it right now, but we've got to see it to see how it comes and out. And funny note, if you're going to pick a drinking word for Sunday's race, don't pick rules or rules package. <laughs> you won't see the finish. That's a great point. There's going to be a serious conversation is, about it. You know what? That's I mean, have real no talk. Oh, just, that's that's real happen. talk. Uh, we lost. We had a call from a guy named Jack Felling. Jack, I'm sorry we hung up on you. Uh, we're going to go to Cheryl next. Not we. You. Cheryl. That was my fault. Okay. Cheryl, what's your question? What's on your mind? Well, uh, first of all, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Thank I you, never Thank you. And I also wanted to ask you, what do you think of Matt Benedetto? I've been a fan of his ever since he first came on the scene. And do you think that he'll do uh, pretty good this year? Okay, I'm going I'm to say this. We, we did a thing with Kyle Larson last year, and Kyle Larson sings Matt Benedetto's praises every chance he gets. Yeah. Um, he said, growing up out west racing, you had to beat Matt Benedetto to make something happen when you run those little cars and, and, and the sprint cars and, and midgets and stuff in California. Having said that, Matt Benedetto believes in himself, and I love that. I love that. We talk about Ryan Priest believing in himself. Matt Benedetto quit a ride and said, I'm just going out here. I'm gonna, right. I, I got nothing going on. I'm going to get a better ride. He got this 95 ride. I believe in Matt DiBenedetto. Secret weapon, Mike Wheeler. The reason yeah. I say that yeah. is not so only is he a smart crew chief. <laughs> oh, I like that, yes. Cheryl. But well, I think the secret weapon is going to be Mike Wheeler. He came from Joe Gibbs Racing. Not just smart, but he knows the yeah. inner workings of Joe Gibbs Racing, who's supporting that Good team. He knows point. the right guy to call to get the right answer. Yes. That's it. Great Cheryl, point. thanks for calling. Thanks, You're Cheryl. awesome. Matt's, Matt's the man. Uh, next up, we got John on the line. Uh, I want to talk about Ryan Priest. John, what's on your mind? Hey, first of all, you guys, this look good in plaid. Yeah. Oh, oh. Thank you. Oh, good man. So is, that, is that John John Wood? Was no, he related? Okay. I do not believe okay. we are related, but okay. John, go ahead, buddy. All right. Um, I'm a local short track racer. I was. I'm retired now. I raced against Ryan Priest. And back in my day, you know, the only way to get there was big dollars. And I just hope he succeeds and does good for, you know, the younger guys that, that look up to him now that want to um, make it to the Winston Cup. And same thing with Daniel Hemrick, too. And well, let's ask you is, since – yeah, go ahead, John. The other thing is, quickly, is what do you think when the first car gets disqualified? Will that help NASCAR or hurt NASCAR? Mm, good question. So two things. I love his thoughts on Ryan Priest. Yes. I like when short track racers get a chance. That's yeah. what he is. Disqualification, it's not about helping or hurting NASCAR. It's about really the opinion of the garage and more than that, the culture of the garage. That's what NASCAR is trying to change. Yeah. So I applaud that they're going to throw someone out. Will it change? I don't know. It's how yeah. they react to it. But if you're not legal, black and white, time yeah. to throw someone out. Listen, it's, it's, like it's great. It's good for the sport and it's good for fans because the fans are going to be able to leave the racetrack and know who the winner is. Love it. There's nothing worse 
being a, a fan of this sport and having to wait till Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday when they make their announcement on who the official winner is. When the football game is over, when the baseball game is over, when soccer or whatever, you know who the winner is. We're going to know now. It's a big deal. And I, I remember in college, uh, a bar fight always seemed like a good idea until your friend got thrown out. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. I think the first, <laughs> it's going to take one good time, mm -hmm. and then everybody's going to know. You hear what happened to so-and-so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. No <laughs> way, man. I'll sit over here. John, thanks for your call. Next up, we got Mike in Missouri. Mike, what's up? Yeah, hi. Um, I was wondering, with uh, Joey Logano winning the championship last year and Kevin Harvick uh, dominating with the Fords, um, are the Fords going to have a problem like the Chevrolets did last year, transforming to the new Mustang body? That's a great question. Real simple. There is There would have been maybe would potential been. concern if yeah. the rules hadn't changed. With the new rules, the higher downforce, the more drag, all of those things combined, even if it is a bad year for the Mustang, yeah. you'll never know why. So yeah. I think they kind of get a freebie there, right? So they get to work yeah. what I consider a completely clean slate. Yeah, remember, the Ford that they ran last year, they had spent a lot of time on that car. Chevy got a new car, boom, all of a sudden Chevy's back here. This year, it's more like this. Everybody's got something that they have to, to to conform to the rules that they are, no matter what you start with, whether you started with last year's car or brand new car. Great point. Guys, these calls are awesome. Yes. Good Thank calls. You. If you're Good on calls, the line, people. hang on with us. We're going to try to get as many as we can. We also have our YouTube after show. But coming up next, we got a great look at Coffee with Kyle and uh, Mike Helton. You don't want to miss this. I love to sit around and talk about the 80s and 90s because I wouldn't trade being part of that era for anything in the world. I, you know, I just, I consider myself a tremendously lucky individual to have been where I was through that era of NASCAR because I love this sport. But it's only fun to talk about. You cannot recreate it. You for can't, sure. You can't go back and do it like we used to. Oh, I remember. Well, you can remember all you want to, but that's not the way it's going to get accomplished today. So every step we take along the way is toward the future of the sport. So, no, you, you can't go back to 1985 and expect to be able to do that today. And in 1985, I don't think anybody had a crystal ball to figure out how we would be doing it today. Man, that mustache still amazing. I, I know, but that, look, it was really cool to sit down to him and talk to him about the 80s and 90s when he was here, where he sees the sport going, his relationship with different drivers, uh, what he thinks about globally on the sport. And he was very open. It was it was really a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, so when I can sit down and talk to somebody like that, I enjoyed it. So tune in. Coffee with Kyle. Watch. Yeah, they're awesome. If you yeah, haven't checked cool, them out man. yet, you need to. Also, props to this guy, Latard on Location. Yeah. Your new favorite podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. It's basically real simple. We go on location, talk to fun people in great places. I had Doug Ducart down at the Streamline Hotel, birthplace of NASCAR. Yeah, come on. Uh, we talked about his his tenure at Hendrick Motorsports. Him and I worked together for a long time. Now the chief operating officer at Ganassi. Pretty fancy title. I yeah, told him that. But listen, it's as simple as that. As you know me, I know it's hard to big stretch. I like to talk, so I try to talk to some fun people. Speaking of, we're going to try to take some more calls, but tonight on NBCSN, it is Wednesday night hockey doubleheader. Coverage starts at 6.30 Eastern, leading up to Blackhawks Red Wings at 7.30 Go Hawks. Then at 10, here from Las Vegas' own Kurt Busch during the Bruins and the Golden Knights.
Hopefully there won't be a close call like this. Check out the puck flying by our own Pierre Maguire. Wow. Wow. Woo. Wow. That's that's intense. We Show got shoutouts coming up next. Wow. Right? Oh, Jerry Maguire. No, never mind. Welcome back to Motor Mouse. Nate Ryan is here. Yes. The greatest part of our show. Uh, Nate's going to be hanging with us because we have a YouTube show that's on immediately after this. So if you're on the phone, hang on with us. And if you're not on the phone, call in now. Guys, I think we should give some shout-outs. But before, Nate, tell us. What jumped out the most to you at the 500? Uh, I think the Chevrolet um, Hendrick Toyota Gibbs partnership. Those guys working together. I don't think it was a key to Denny Hamlin winning, but I think it impacted the race in some significant ways. It was pretty crazy. Well, it took the leverage away from the four. Uh, two things. It took the leverage away from the Fords on driving the pit cycle. But if the Fords didn't feel good about it, I would be selling and be like, we were so good, they had to team up to beat us. Because that's basically what it <laughs> yeah. was. The Fords were so fast that I applaud. So, I applaud whoever the, the, the decision makers were in that. It was a good strategy. Yeah. Listen, hey, we go to the Daytona 500 with 40 of the greatest drivers in the world, and we're talking team sports. I knew you this were is wearing this. my rear end out. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew. I just cannot wrap my head around this. At, at a time, and I said it earlier, at a time when the manufacturers are, people are not brand loyal to a lot of manufacturers, the manufacturers are the most important people in our sport. You don't right like now. strange bedfellows? It makes no, for an interesting story. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm good story. Not, 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 like this. not NASCAR. Not right? what Thank I goodness want. We didn't Sorry, I just can't get my head wrapped around. Listen, right now, Sorry. it's time they run, just for called in, shout-outs. Right. we got to give a shout-out to Atlanta Motor Speedway and our buddy Ryan Blaney. They are planning something crazy. Ryan is going to try the world record attempt for selfies. I obviously hope he puts it on, uh, you know, the Who holds that right fire. now? Kim Kardashian? It's like 178 or something, so he's got to do it in three minutes. Uh, it's at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. It's going to be a great race this weekend. We're going to be so excited. Uh, I'm going to be there on Sunday with my friend Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. Oh. Killer Kill from the Vin. You want to oh. be Are you going to be there? I, I was surprised to get the driver's meeting for the table. Right? How cool is that? We'll so make cool. it happen. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but I it's won't gonna be It's going to be awesome. Uh, and it's really cool to stop at a gas station last week and see how hard that, that Quick Trip supports Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Folds of Honor yes. 500. To see how much the, the city really comes alive for it with so much going on there, it's a really cool thing. So we can't wait. I'm it excited. is cool. I'm, look, look, that's your neighborhood, man. It'll We're all coming to your house. Uh, I want to apologize, Billy His number Race. is. No, never mind. Billy Race, we did not have time for your call again this week. I know yes. you called 57 <laughs> yes. times yeah, last thank week. you, Billy We're Race. so sorry. Uh, you're going to be, <laughs> I'm afraid, our Matt Damon on this show. We'll never get to you. Um, guys, what are you excited about this weekend? Who's taking the win? Uh, Chase Elliott, hometown guy going to victory lane. Yes, I agree. Harvick. Harvick. Oh, but, yeah. uh, that limb, pretty thin. I mean, you're I way out on way it. Out that was pretty You said it'd be, it'd be the same. William Byron, ladies and gentlemen. William Byron. You heard it here. William Byron. Yes. Wow. We're, I guess we're going to find Whoa, out what you? happens. You? I'm going with you, Chase Elliott. Right. Oh, you we're going to go no, ring that bell. Thanks. William thanks Byron. Thanks for watching Motor Mouse. We're not done. Head over to our YouTube channel for the debrief. We will see you there. Thank you. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.